I was up early this morning, probably about 5 a.m., and I was just saying to Jesus, Jesus, what do you want to say on Healing Begins program? You know, any time I could pick a scripture, get some key points written down, and talk for 20 minutes, but I had no desire to do any of that because I believe if you're listening at 1 a.m. in the morning when this program airs, um, you're special to God, and here's why. When the Lord put it on my heart to do a radio program, he said the time slot I want you to have is 1 a.m. So if you're listening at 1 a.m., no, no, don't change that dial. Leave it set because today we're going to talk about when God calls because that's what the Lord began to talk about to me is about how he calls people to follow him, especially young people. And we're going to talk about young people today. And if you're someone who's older, don't change that dial because God gives do-overs. He always gives second chances when people might not say yes to God. So the title of this program is When God Calls, Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail, and today I have Sarah Sixberry on. Say hi, Sarah. Hello. How did your day start out today? Good? Very good. Awesome. So Sarah's on board, and the reason I really felt led to have Sarah on board, she's 24 and I'm 61, so we're like two different ages, but when God came calling in my life, I was age seven. How old were you, Sarah, when God came calling in your life, when you felt God calling you? Around 20 years old. Yep. So we're all different. So God calls at different ages, and we're not all called to do the same thing. Aren't you glad we're not all called to do the same thing? Yes. That would be boring. It would be a very boring world, and and we wouldn't get much done, would we? No. We wouldn't get much done, so... So, I mean, he called me when I was seven, but I didn't totally understand what it meant. Uh, you never do when you're really young. And my mom and dad really didn't understand me. And because, you see, I had good parents. I grew up on the farm, had really good parents, but they never really talked about the call of God. But my grandma did. But I never really understood it when I was young. So my mom and dad would, when I would tell them things that I felt God called me to do, they actually would set me down and question me. Are you sure that's what God... I remember I told them, hey, I'm going to quit my job and move to South Dakota for a while, live with the Indians. They go, what? You're going to do what? Quit your good full-time job to do what? And I did. I quit my job and I left and I went. But So when God called you at 20, Sarah, what was that like for you? Was that an audible voice going, Sarah? Or, uh, by the way, for you that are listening, I'm joking. Because... Uh, most of the time when God calls, it's not an audible voice. It's more of an impression in your heart. Well, I, I went to a Christian college, private school, where I had to take a lot of Bible classes, a lot mm. of theology classes. So therefore, there's, I had to read the Bible in order to do my homework. And if, there anything, if there's anything I am, it's a good student. So of course I was going to do my homework. And so I met God in and through reading Scripture so it was actually through scripture that he called me. And I, I always would search for truth. I would always search for what is actually reality. And not until I dove deep into scripture that I found what the ultimate reality was. Boy, I really like that because when you were talking about that, 
I remember when God called me, I was reading the scripture where Jesus is talking to Peter. And he says, Peter, do you love me? And he goes, Lord, you know I do. And he goes, feed my lambs. And again, he goes, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, Lord, you know I do. And he said, feed my lambs. And he did that like three times to Peter. And I remember when God did that to me through the scripture. And what the Lord was really saying to me is, do you love me, Gail? Then I want you to do what I've asked you to do. Is that kind of how it went down with you a little bit, how the Lord kind of spoke to you in the Word? Yeah, and just truly realizing that there isn't anything better than Him, than relationship with Him, because that's what we're created for. So having that revelation in and through the Bible, it's like, wow, how can I, how can I best be in relationship with Him? What can I do um, to please Him? What is He asking me to do? So truly seeking that out and listening um listening to what he has placed in my heart as far as like my passions my desires and that is to serve him and to serve his people so that led me to ywam after i graduated from college and where i went to discipleship training school out in california and i learned more about him more about um, my strengths and my skills that he has given me and it just gave me such a good opportunity to grow in all that he's placed within me. I love what you just said there because it's something the Lord was speaking to me about before we did the program with Sal. What he does when he creates us, he puts the treasure in us. Now we're told that we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing greatness is from God and not from us now. And so he puts a treasure in us, and then what he does is later in our life, after he's put a treasure and a gift in us before we were born, then later in life he calls us to do the very thing that he gifted us to do. The only thing is we don't realize we're gifted to do it. Right. So when he begins to call, I, I call it the but Lord question. But Lord, you know I'm not gifted to do this. And he calls and you go, but Lord, oh, I, I can't see all the details. And then he goes, follow me. Well, then there's a trust issue you got to have. You got to follow them. So for you, it was going to YWAM. For me, it was going to Bible college. And I'm like, Lord, you picked the wrong guy to go to Bible college. I barely survived high school with the D average. I mean, pathetically, didn't do well in high school. And now he's going to call me to go to college. So I was like, but Lord, how am I going to pay for college? But Lord, how am I going to survive the classes? I mean, I didn't know. But, you know, here I am now, 61, and Bible college was a long time ago, and I made it. And, and then he, he continues to call, and your, your call is like an unfolding. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Like, he takes you little by little. That's the beauty about it. And then he calls you, and you are young. And then what he does, he gives you nice opportunities to develop the gift that he's put in you. Mm -hmm. Did you experience that at YWAM? I did. I very much did. I had, not only did I have leaders and people come alongside me to kind of speak into me and encourage me, but also then gave me opportunities to lead, opportunities to grow in specific skill sets. And it truly was all the Lord because other people 
who believe in coincidences might say, oh, it's just a coincidence that you were there. But if we step back and look at it, it was definitely the hand of God all over my life, and it still is today. And I'm excited. I'm excited to keep learning and to keep growing. Well, and it's not a coincidence that you're out there listening at 1 a.m. This is a God moment for you because I believe God is calling young people right now. When I say young, you might, I don't care how young you are. I mean, I was seven when he started calling me. Maybe you're a teenager, maybe you're in your mid-20s, but you've kind of felt that God had something for you to do, but you've kind of shied away from it. There's no time like the present to start following God. You don't have to be a preacher. Maybe he's called you to be a doctor. Maybe it's a nurse. You know, there's many different fields that God calls people to. And they're very important that God has his people in all facets of society. Wouldn't you agree with that, Sarah? Isn't that not important? Very important. Very important. So how about just thinking yesterday, and I'm not going to go into the details of this, but um, I had to have an ambulance dispatched to our location. And what really impressed me was the ambulance driver's compassion and caring for a particular person. I mean, he did an amazing job. And he was so kind, so caring, so compassionate. And I thought, Lord, you have really blessed that man with a gifting and an ability. Now, I'm not called to drive an ambulance, nor am I called to be in the back rescuing people. God called us to something different. Thank God for that. I remember working as a hospital chaplain, and and you might gross out about this, but uh, the ambulance was coming in the driveway and blood was coming out the back, and it was not good. It was horrible. And I'm like, I'm not gifted to be in that back of that ambulance, but there were people in there, God's people, helping people right now. I mean, this is real stuff. I mean, God will put people and gift them to do very special things. I've had many people say to me when I was working in trauma at the trauma center, they said, how do you do it? I don't get it. I couldn't do your job. And I'd look at them and I'd go, well, I couldn't do yours. There's no way I could do your job. And so I love the fact, you know, when God calls us, he doesn't always call us to do the same thing. But when we say yes, he begins to develop it. He begins to equip us. What what other opportunities did you have at YWAM to grow and develop your gifting, Sarah? So during the discipleship training school, we had what we call different tracks or classes. So I was in the messenger track where I was able to preach, practice preaching. I got coached in preaching. And then we did evangelism or outreach every week. Mm-hmm. And we were led by outreach leaders to kind of help guide us and it was really like we teach we get taught and then we go out and do so just how Jesus taught he would teach and then he would go with the disciples and do what he just taught so it was a lot of the schooling and then the next year I helped lead the discipleship training school which most people like you only had one year of class and you're now you're leading all these young adults but that's how that's honestly where I learned most is when I got pretty much thrown into the deep end and I learned how to swim. And it was all dependence on the Lord and definitely guidance from wise leaders too. 
for me, when I was in Bible college, they had what they called Christian service training credits, where we would be assigned a church or a ministry to be a part of, and we would begin to use our gifts and abilities in those ministries. And that was on top of our education, because you need your education, but more than that, you need practical experience. I remember it. My, my Bible college was Bethany Bible College in Sussex, New Brunswick, Canada, which is now called Kingswood University. But I felt one day the Lord leading me to go into town and meet the young people and start something. So I took a soccer ball. Can you imagine me doing soccer? I mean, <laughs> I can kick the ball, but I'm not good at it. And I went down to this school, to this track where the kids would be at, and I took another Bethany student with me, and we began to play soccer with the kids. We formed a group. We called it Youth on the Move and made it a, a Christian service training credit and made it a part of the college. And before you knew it, we had a group of 30 kids from the town that would come out. We would play soccer, but then they would sit down and we would tell them about Jesus. And then we would go into their homes. We would go visit their parents and talk to them and pray with them. And we called it Youth on the Move. But I felt God say, go into town. I got some kids for you to meet. I just went and did it. Sometimes you don't tell people what you're going to do because they'll try to talk you out of it. Oh, what? You're going to do what? You're going to go where? And all you're going to take is a soccer ball? Are you kidding me? No. And then... um, I also had the experience of being a bus captain. Do you know what a bus captain is? Tell me. So in Canada, we had projects we would work in. I worked in this big church in Moncton, New Brunswick, called Moncton Wesleyan Church, which is a pretty big city. And so I was the captain of a bus route. And we, on Sunday, would go to these homes and the projects. And we would pick the kids up, and we would bring them into school but before sunday we'd bring them into sunday school but before sunday there was saturday so they would take me and another person drop us off in the projects and come back four hours later to pick us up and all we did is go door to door and talk to the families sometimes all the windows went shut and the doors went lock 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 because they thought we were the jehovah witness they were all locking the doors and uh anyways uh we would go out And we would talk to them about Jesus, and we would invite them to church. And then our our pay for going four hours door-to-door was they would treat us for a meal at McDonald's. Uh, That was real delicious because after four hours of knocking on doors, we were hungry. I remember this one door we knocked on, and uh, no one came to the door. And as we were, and I had, we had a teenager with us at this time. We're walking away from the door, and I hear the screen door open. I turned around, and I was looking at a guy coming out the door with a ball bat walking right for us. And the friend of mine with me, he knew karate. He was like a black belt, but he didn't show it. We put the teenager behind us, and we would we were going backwards, facing this guy off the lawn. He goes, "Why are you in my yard?" And I'm like, ah, oh, we come to invite you to church, you know? And I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm gifted for this, facing out. But the guy said, don't come back here again. And by the way, we didn't go back there again. But God kept us safe, but we saw many victories. We were in the house of many poor families that really needed the Lord, needed a word of encouragement. It was all a part of the training, getting out of the boat, getting out of the box, 
sharing the good news of Jesus with the hurting, with the lost, with the broken. I mean, I can even tell you the story of the day I met the biggest drug dealer in that part of Canada. I mean, crazy. And the guy got saved. Crazy, crazy stuff. And you might say, well, did that prepare you for what you're doing now? I'm going to say something. God doesn't lose any experience when you're walking with him. Would you agree with that? I do agree. He uses everything. So whatever you've gone through, whether it was a hard lesson, whether it was painful, whether it was fun and exciting, God makes it all a part of your equipping program. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes it all a part. <laughs> Can you imagine this, Sarah, of me being afraid to get up and preach? Maybe at one point. Oh, yeah. There was a point where I had to preach my first sermon in my home church. I was so glad they had a big pulpit. I was like hanging on to the edge of the pulpit while my knees were knocking behind it, but I made it through the sermon. You know, there's things that God is developing, and and now it's been many years, and he has developed those giftings and abilities. And when I meet others that are like younger or they might be newer, I don't expect them to be like me. I might see their gifting. And I think it needs to be developed. They need to help them have developmental opportunities, Mm -hmm. opportunities to speak. So that was one of the things was working in the projects to being a bus captain and bringing all those, I call them curtain hangers. I mean, these these kids like full of energy. You know how we kept them calm? We told them that we had um, Tim Horton donuts, Mm. that if they were good, on the ride home, they would get Tim Horton donuts to eat. Oh, my goodness. Everybody loved Timmy Hortons. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Only they're in the United States, too, but mostly Canada. In Canada. But uh, so that's so that's what we did. We fed them Timmy Horton donuts and then they they would calm down. So uh, that was part of my training being thrown in the deep end. Did I know how to be a bus captain? No. If you met me, do I look like someone that? It's called to go into the projects and go door to door. I don't think so. Sarah's shaking her head yes. I would say so. So so when God calls, the thing that I want to say is he equips. Yes. He develops. He doesn't show you everything all at once. You know what I think we ought to do? We're kind of winding down. I think I think we could do another one on this the same project the same project. The same subject. So Sarah, why don't you say a prayer? For those that feel like they're called, but they're really, they have just have a lot of questions. They maybe they have some doubts, which is normal, and some fears. All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for the listener who is listening right now. God, I just bless them and I pray, Spirit of Revelation, to come over their mind and their heart, just of who you are, God, and what you have called them to, and all that is in them. Lord, we say thank you that you have made each and every one of us for a purpose far bigger than we can see. And God, we ask for confidence and boldness. And um, yeah, that you continue to guide us. God, we love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I wanted to share one thing kind of in closing. God doesn't choose perfect people. He chooses available people. He chooses people at times that are flawed. I love the scripture in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 28 
through 29 said, God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one can boast before him. So many times God will call a person to follow him and they got all these areas that they would consider weaknesses and might have a lot of insecurities. But when God raises them up, equips them, then he can get all the glory. And I'm really glad you're listening to Healing Begins. And, you know, I'd, I'd, we'd really like to hear from you. My mailing address is Healing Begins, 1375 West Green Street, Suite 1, Hastings, Michigan, 49058, or... You can email me at gail, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. You know, as I'm closing out here, the Lord has kind of given me a word for someone. There's someone that is listening that really feels like they've been an utter failure. Well, you know what? God loves you, and God knows how to take someone who has been a failure or what they think is a failure and turning them around and use them mightily for the kingdom. And so the other thing to remember too, anybody who has ever succeeded, all those that have done great things have also failed. Many times, a lot of times in their life, the difference is they didn't allow the failure to stop them. They just kept going. Wouldn't you agree, Sarah? I do agree. Is there something you want to say to anyone that feels like a failure? Stay encouraged and encourage yourself in the Lord. Pick yourself up. Brush your knees off. If you feel like you failed, say, God, forgive me. I really blew it. And the Lord will take you and he will turn you around. Put your feet right. You know, the thing about failing or maybe taking a detour or running is that God knows all about what you're going to do before you do it. And I kind of have a sneaky suspicion. He works that all in his plan when he calls you. I mean, if he's calling you, he's not going to quit calling you. He's going to keep calling you. And if you have taken a detour or feel like you failed, he's going to put your feet back on the path and, and he's going to put you right back in the plan. And your destiny still is there for you. I want to thank you for listening to Healing Begins. It's so nice that you're out there. I don't know if you're home or in your car driving or what you're doing, but I want you guys to know how much he truly loves you, cares about you, and has an amazing plan for your life. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, Know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. Remember, those who he calls, he equips. God loves you. God bless you. And thank you for listening. Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. We are a healing ministry based out of a doctor's office 
in Hastings, Michigan, and that doctor's office is Family Tree Medical, and my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson, a family physician. There are many people that are in need out there today. All of our services are free to the public on the healing center side of it. Dr. Carlson, you have to apply to be in his practice, but I'd love to hear from you. My email is gail at spiritualcareconsultants.com, and gail is spelled G-A-L-E, and I'd love for you to learn more about us by going to www.spiritualcareconsultants.com or www.scchealingbegins.com. Thank you so much for listening, for your support, for your prayers. May God richly bless you.